first reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 35 to 51. Hear these words from the scripture. The next day, John was again with two, two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him, and it was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of two who had heard that John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah. That is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which was translated then as Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethesda. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and with whom all the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there can be no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered and said, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before jo Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believed because I told you, you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. And then added, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascend and descend on the Son of Man. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I first went off to college, I began at the University of Cincinnati. It was the farthest point that I could get from my hometown of Conneaut, Ohio, and still get in-state tuition. Cincinnati was far from Conneaut in more than just geography, though. I grew up out in the country, in the middle of cornfields, and Conneaut was the closest town to where my parents lived, and really, that wasn't that big at all. And everyone that I grew up with and knew pretty much looked the same, and thought the same, and voted the same. And I, I loved growing up there. It was, a, it was a wonderful place to grow up. But by the time of my senior year, it was time for something different. And Cincinnati was definitely different. It was loud and bright, and the smell of restaurant and car exhaust was a far cry from the country air that I was used to. There was more diversity in my dorm than there was in all of Conneaut. Many of the people that I 
met there grew up in Cincinnati or were from other large cities because, and that's what they knew and so that's where they went to school. But I did meet one person who knew about Conneaut and he was from several towns over and closer to Cleveland and in a wealthier area. And so when he heard that I was from Conneaut, he said, Conneaut? I didn't know there was anything worthwhile in Conneaut. And we see something similar in today's scripture. We see the gathering of some of Jesus' disciples. And they're all from different areas, from different backgrounds, and had different occupations. And in verse 43, we see Jesus finds Philip. And he says to him, follow me. And as Philip is getting ready to leave with Jesus, he sees Nathanael sitting or standing underneath a fig tree. And Philip tells Nathanael, we've found the one that Moses and the prophets wrote about, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael quips back, Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Because Nazareth was this simple kind of backwater town. There was really nothing there. It was a nowhere kind of place. And Nathaniel assumes that because Nazareth is nothing special, that nothing special could come from Nazareth. And yet Jesus came from there. And as Nathaniel makes this quip, he's standing underneath a fig tree. And I can imagine him standing there, comfortably leaning against a tree in the shade, watching the bustle of the city go by in the heat. And there's symbolism in this picture. The Old Testament, when you were standing underneath a fig tree, it was this symbol of comfort and of blessing. You were home. You had arrived. And so that's where Nathaniel was. He was in the comfort of the shade of this fig tree. He was unimpressed with Jesus, saying, can anything good come from Nazareth? And in that moment, he was so consumed with his own prejudice and assumptions and, and really arrogance. And Philip simply responds, come and see. And with that simple statement, Philip says a lot. He says, don't just stand there in your comfort zone, in the shade, forming your own opinions from the distance based off of insufficient knowledge of, of a place or a person or a group, but come and see. And it's easy to judge Nathaniel in this passage. Of course we know that good things can come from Nazareth because we know that Jesus came from Nazareth. But we often do this same thing. We take one piece of information about someone and we base our entire concept of that person on that one detail. And we fill in the blanks with our own assumptions or preconceptions or whatever we might have. And we've always had, as humans, this tendency to do this. We can see in the scripture that it happened 2,000 years ago, and it still happens now, that we can sit back in our comfort zones, and we can think we know all about that other person or that other group. 
And this year, it's been even more challenging as we've really been stuck in our comfort zones in many ways. We've been stuck at home, stuck separated from one another. In our current worship series, I've been meaning to ask, it's intended to help us to get to know one another again, and or for the first time. Instead of just assuming things about one another, assuming how someone else's pandemic experience was, or assuming who they really are, who God created them to be just by looking at them, this series gives us some questions to ask one another and encourage courageous conversations and gives us a curiosity to truly listen to one another. And today's question is, what's your story? Now, this isn't necessarily a question that you should go and ask like everyone that you meet. Hey, what's your story? If, if you ask Russ that, just be prepared, okay? I'm just letting you know now. Just be prepared. This is not a question. It will not probably go well if you ask people just, hey, what's your story? But it is a question that we can have in our minds, in the back of our minds as we encounter people, reminding us that we're each much more than those first impressions or those first assumptions that we have about one another. And to, in this scripture today, we see that Philip says to Nathaniel, come and see. And the Greek word that's used here for see literally means to know. So Philip is saying, come and know. Come and, and, and understand. So to Nathaniel's scoff or doubt, Philip simply responds, come and know who Jesus is. Truly seeing someone is knowing them for who they are, for who God created them to be, not who we think they are or who we can imagine they might be just by looking at them. It's knowing who they truly are. That's seeing someone. When Nathaniel came out from under his fig tree, out from that comfort zone, and he saw Jesus, he said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Because Nathaniel saw Jesus for who he really was. He understood Jesus as more than just someone who came from Nazareth. The summer after my first year of college, a couple of my college friends came to visit me in Conneaut. They drove up from Cincinnati and as they did so, they called a couple of times, asking in that five-hour drive, um, did we miss it? Uh, do we still keep going? And when they finally pulled into my parents' driveway, I could tell that they were having some sort of cross-cultural experience, standing there surrounded by cornfields. And they stayed a couple of days, and we went to the beach, and we went to White Turkey Drive-In. If you've ever been up there and know about White Turkey and the, the root beer floats, they're very yummy. And we also played with our dog, Sam, and we just had a great time together. And as they were leaving, they looked at me and they said, 
now you make so much more sense. We had no idea what you meant when you said you were from the country. You're really from the country. No wonder Cincinnati was such a shock to you, they told me. When they came and they saw where I lived, and they came and knew me better, they knew me as a person. They understood who I was. And because of that, we became really close friends. We understood one another better. We felt more connected than we ever had before. And that's what happens when we step out from underneath the shade of our fig tree, out from under in our comfort zones. We, when we see who someone really is and know them for who God created them to be, because that's the beginning of growth and of trust. And that's what can change our lives when we go into the world and we see one another and how God has created us. And one way that we can do that is through sitting down at a table with one another. And today we are, are kind of sitting down at Christ's table together as we celebrate communion. And it is interesting to celebrate communion for the first time in this way. We have our little communion cups with, with the, the little piece of, of wafer, and we have whatever um, we are celebrating with at home. And we come together with these different pieces, but we know that God unites us. And when we sit down at a table together, we can have those good and honest conversations and see who we are together and who God has created us to be. And I invite you to begin this, this time of coming to the table together with our call to confession. If we were to call the prayer of confession by another name, it, I would call it a moment of truth-telling, a moment to pause and reflect, to be honest about the places that we want to grow and the way that we need God's help in our lives. Family of faith, there is power in our honesty. So pray with me as we worship a loving and a gracious God. When people heard that Jesus was from Nazareth, they ask, can anything good come from Nazareth? We confess, God of beginnings, that we have asked the same question. Can anything good come from that side of town? From a school with poor test scores? From a criminal history? From opposite political party? From a history of addiction, from a, from a faith, faith with, with doubt, doubt, from a church with faults. Holy God, forgive us for doubting that you are in all things at all times. Open our eyes to see your goodness, not as something that resides here or there, but as the expansive grace that it is. 
Can anything good come from there? Yes, always yes. Amen. Family of faith, if you ever ask yourself, can anything good come from this messy human life of mine? Remember this, that God is always whispering, yes. You were created in the image of God. Your origin story is one of goodness and love from the very beginning. So hear and believe the good news of the gospel. God is here. God is at work among us. We are forgiven. Thanks be to God for a love like that. Amen. Most holy Lord, as we come to this table today, we pray that you will pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these simple gifts of bread and juice. God, make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ so that we might be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to the whole world until Christ comes in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. The body of Christ, broken for you. blood of Christ shed for you. Gracious and beloved God, we are grateful that you come to us in these simple gifts, wherever we are, that you love us unconditionally and no matter what. We are thankful that we get to come to your table, to be united with you and to be united with one another so that we can go into the world and we can be your hands and feet. We can be empowered by you, knowing that we're not alone but we are forever and always together. Amen. Now I invite you to stand as you are able, and we will sing our next song.
residents for Chippewa Place and their families. And Linda asked for prayers for her friend Karen, who had a massive heart attack. And Bob also asked for prayers for his mom. And Anne is celebrating her retirement from paralegal career this week after 25 years. So congratulations, Anne. I do want to give um, a, a prayer of joy and praise for um, those of us who went to the Pride Parade yesterday um, and rode in the parade, and it was a great time of just love and connection and, um, and encouragement. So with that, oh, yes, Rachel. Nancy shares that um, that she had friends came to visit from Willoughby Hills and they loved our our rainbow doors that say God's doors are open to all uh, out on our front lawn, and so yes, that was a lot of fun to to put them up and to to decorate them. And then Dana also asked for prayers of love and protection and guidance for our graduates. So grateful for so many wonderful young people in our church family. Yes. And with that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. God of the north, south, east, and west, I have been meaning to say thank you. Thank you for scooping up the dirt and breathing life into it. Thank you for forming our bodies, our lives, our world, and 
these people. God, thank you for drawing us in and for holding us up and for weaving us together. Even when it's hard, oh Lord, especially when it's hard. If people ask, where are you from? Our mouths often speak of geography, but our souls always sing your name. So today we come to you in prayers of gratitude, overflowing. Gratitude for the places that we've been, for the people who have shaped us, and for the spaces we call home. But God, we also come to you with prayers on our hearts. You've heard the prayers that we've lifted up this morning. And so we ask that you scoop us up like you scooped up the dirt on that first day. That you will hold our hearts alongside our worries. That you will relieve us of these burdens. Protect us in the palm of your hand, O oh God, and draw us closer to one another as you do. God, we are inviting you in. You have always been our first home. And so we come to you now, praying with the confidence of your children who believe without hesitation, praying together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Each week I have a question for you to ask as we leave this time of worship together. And today I want you to ask one another and find out what is your favorite dish? Is it a, I, for me, as I was thinking about this, my favorite dish is potato salad because my grandma would always make a big thing of potato salad for whatever we were having. And so at her funeral celebration, we had a big thing of potato salad. So what is your favorite dish? I want you to share that with those that you are worshiping with to get. As we go from this time together, family of faith, may God grant you the curiosity to counter assumptions, the vulnerability to befriend, the bravery to speak your truth, the wisdom to listen, the strength to ask for help, the resiliency to choose love, even when it's hard, and the awareness that the Holy Spirit is with you, always beside you. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Go in peace and not in pieces. Have a great week.
Thank mm-hmm. you. 